the next four Sundays, we're going to be engaged in conversation. And uh, there'll be some resources out in the lobby, as well as books that you can you could purchase or borrow, um, because we want to get some things into your hands. Um, and so uh, this will be starting next Sunday, all the way through the end of the month. And uh, I would really encourage you um, to invite those uh, of your friends and your family. Um, the uh, Chamber of Commerce has, has already been um, posting this on their feed and, and, and Facebook and sending this out as information in their email. And so this is getting out to, to our community. And uh, this is a conversation that we need to engage in. So I, I really encourage you to be here and be a part of that conversation. So with that said, uh, if you wouldn't mind, please open up your Bible, your pew Bible, your phone, your app, your iPad, whatever uh, Bible that you have. Uh, if you have a scroll, feel free to pull that out and unscroll that bad boy. Um, f- so open that up to James chapter 1, verse 1 and uh, through 4, and then we're going to flip over, and we're going to go to Hebrews. It's, it's the book next door. Um, James is a book uh, that was written by none other than James, uh, and this would be Jesus' actual brother, um, his half-brother, however you want to look at it. Um, and so let's go ahead and begin at verse 1 through verse 4. I may get adventuresome and go to verse 5 because it's really good. Um, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. And if you want to do the Spock, you can. Um, Greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And I'll just read verse 5 because it's so good. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Just flip over to chapter 12. It's a couple pages to the left. Chapter 12 in the book of Hebrews. And we're going to look at verse 3 and 4. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy set before Him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, And sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider Him. Consider Him who endured such opposition from sinful men. So that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Heavenly Father, in this moment, I ask that Your Word be very, very clear. And that the biblical truths come to surface pretty quickly. That we latch on and we take it and we incorporate it into our life. And Lord God, that your Holy Spirit, we allow you to do a work in our hearts, but also for those of us that may not know you today. God, may we come to realization that you are who you say you are, and that you do love us, and that you did die for us, and you didn't leave it there, but you rose from the dead. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray today. Amen. So we're going to... 
As soon as we get off the tarmac, we're going to land the plane. So this is going to be fairly quick. Um, my wife and I uh, spent our Anna birthday, um, our anniversary and birthday. Uh, we, we put it, I put it next to each other so I would not forget our anniversary. So we spent our anniversary. It's smart, right? Wisdom. If anybody lacks wisdom, there you go, right? Um, so we spent our Anna birthday up in Cleveland and uh, didn't know that we actually had a national park until like two years ago. Cuyahoga Valley National Park. Ohio has a national park, and it's so unique um, because it's literally like right in the metropolitan area, um, just a stone's throw from the metropolitan area. And so she and I, um, we, we took a hike, as we love to do. Um, unfortunately, there were no mountains, but um, these rock formations were all over this hike at, on Ledges Trail, and they were phenomenal. And I'm just like, I, I regressed to a little child. It was just great, climbing on rocks and, and just looking around and tripping over stuff. And um, it's just gorgeous. And then there's this, a tree. And I wondered, what's the story behind this tree? So Amy and I do a lot of trekking on trails. We'll come back to this tree very, very shortly. But we, we do a lot of trekking on trails. We do a lot of hiking, particularly in the Smoky Mountains. And in, in Townsend, which is just a short drive from Pigeon Forge, there's a little coffee shop. And in that coffee shop is a quote stenciled on the wall. And that quote says, Man has created some lovely dwellings, some soul-stirring literature. He has done much to alleviate pain. But, he has not created a substitute for a sunset, a grove of pines, the music of the winds, and the phrase that I love is the dank smell of the deep forest, or the shy beauty of the wildflowers. Ever since I read that quote, the dank smell of the deep forest continues to resonate in my mind as, I, as we hike these trails. That dank smell is a very unique, imposing smell. And it's even more brilliant after a fresh rain. And as we trek through these trails, particularly um, in the Smoky Mountains, my mind begins to wander about God's wonders. And these are the moments that really kind of connect with me. I begin to contemplate about God's Word. And so, on the trail in Cuyahoga, it was at that tree where things started to pull together, and that's why I'm talking to you today about this particularly. I started to think about that tree, and I started to take pictures of this tree, and then I started to notice all these other trees in the forest and on this trail. I have a weird hobby and interest. It is trees. I'm not a tree hugger. But actually, I did hug some trees on the trail because I wanted to see how big they were because they were massive. And I started to think and do a little research. Look back some conversations that I've had previously. Do you know how to grow a tree fast and tall? Anybody? To grow a tree fast and tall? Fertilizer, right? Or miracle grow, right? 
No. Let me give you the answer. It's right here. It's the Biosphere 2. In 1991, in Oracle, Arizona, scientists embarked on this journey to really study how plants and ecosystems live and survive in order that you know, there's been all this Mars talk in the last like five to ten years. In order that we may be able to have biodomes in space and beyond, so that we might be able to survive on the moon or on Mars. So this was happening back in 1991. And so this is a closed, self-contained environmental ecosystem, which means and I'll have to read it because I, don't, I always forget it. There's no outside air. There's no soil that comes in. There's no inputs of any kind. It is isolated. It's a symbiotic loop. Animals, water, air, it's all on a continuous loop. It sustains itself. But what they found was this odd discovery that trees that were growing in this biosphere were growing Fast and tall. A discovery that, they unex- that was unexpected for them. But on the other hand, on the contrary, these same trees that were growing taller and faster, they were actually, actually collapsing. They were collapsing under their own weight. And they wondered, why are these trees, one, growing faster and taller in a biodome, in a biosphere, compared to being out in the wild? And then why are these trees that are growing faster and taller collapsing somewhat under their own weight? The answer is in the wind. No, really, it's in the wind. Wind. Wind is the answer. The trees that were grown in the biosphere had no wind. Wind is essential. Essential to the growth of a tree. For example, in Illinois, some researchers actually in a, in a greenhouse, they did an experiment. And they had three groups. And they took saplings, small trees, and they planted them. Group one was unstaked. Many of you when you plant your trees, many of you stake them. You want to keep them sturdy. You want to keep them strong, right? Group one was staked. Group two, unstaked. And group three was kind of anomaly. Group three was unstaked. But what they did with group three was they manually moved the trees for minutes a day. Kind of like the rubber band man. And after about three, several months, they wanted to see the growth of the trees. So they decided to measure the height of the tree as well as the diameter of the trunk. Because strength is in the trunk, right? So, group one, they were the tallest trees. The unstaked, or the staked trees... The stake trees were the tallest trees. But unfortunately, the diameter of the trunk was small, meaning they were the weakest trees. 
the trees that were staked were weak. Number two, these trees were intermediate. When they measured their trunk size, they kind of had a varying degree of trunks. And the height size were, eh. They weren't as tall as the first group. But group three, the ones that were kind of wavy every so often through the day, these trees were the shortest trees. But the diameter of the trunks were larger. They were the stronger trees. Back to the biodome. Trees without wind, they grew fast. And they grew tall. But the root system wasn't there. It was weak. And they would collapse under their weight. Wind itself provides strength to the tree. It's really interesting. As the tree grows... It kind of adapts itself. It compensates to the stress that the wind puts on it. Now, there's many types of winds, and in my best Forrest Gump voice, you've got breeze winds. You've got winds that blow your hat off. You've got umbrella winds that turn your umbrella up outside in. You've got gale force winds. You've got nice winds. Folks, gale force winds, we are seeing those as Dorian makes its way to our coast. Have you seen the palm trees bending and moving? They're under massive stress. But as trees grow, the wind pressing on them whether it's vertically or horizontally, wind moves in many different directions at many different speeds. It enables the tree to compensate for the wind. And in fact, what happens with the trees, as they move and as they grow, they become malleable and they move and contort to the light. And they move and contort to the resources that they need. In fact, I wish I would have taken a picture But there was a tree on the trail that literally was growing at a 45 degree angle. Amazed me. So back to this tree. Well, back to this scripture. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work in you so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Ladies and gentlemen, folks, there is nowhere in the Gospels and there's nowhere in the New Testament that our faith is easy. When you choose Jesus Christ, it is a dangerous journey. When you step into faith, when you identify with His death and His resurrection, you were stepping into treacherous waters. He never says it's going to be easy. What James, Jesus' brother, is saying here, he's not necessarily talking about gale force winds here. Gale force winds that can literally topple homes 
But what James is really talking about are those breezy winds, those gusty winds, those disturbing winds in your life, the individuals that might actually get under your skin kind of wind, the distractions to your day, the explosion of your plans, the things that make you a little uncomfortable. I have to go to the doctor today. The trials of the unexpected. It's not the torrential, horrific type of trials that James is referring to. It's the everyday, in and out, stress that you feel as you're going through your day. What these are to produce in you is perseverance. It's to produce in you this ability to produce kindness and gentleness and goodness and faithfulness. Just all those things that Carissa prayed. He said, consider it pure joy. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't praise the Lord for the trials that I go through. I've tried. I feel like I'm a nut. Just going to be honest. I feel a little crazy. Praise the Lord, I got a flat tire. You're weird, dude. You're weird. No. But in those trials, in those situations, in the workday that was supposed to be at eight hours and it turns into 12, in the moment where the kids are supposed to be coming home and dinner's supposed to be on the table, then we have to go over here and it doesn't happen that way. And you're all stressed out. You're all freaked out. In the moment when you're in the line, and the line actually is 15 people long, and it's taking that much longer to get through the line. Those trials, they're to produce something in us. They're the wind blowing, moving us as we grow so that we can become a little bit stronger so that when the gale force winds happen in our life, when there is loss and when there is grief, we're still standing. We're still standing firm as, as Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6. Stand firm! So that your root system is deeper. Our resource is Jesus Christ. Our resource is the Word of God. Our resource is the body of Christ. It's one another. Consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. But I also want to say, even though James isn't necessarily talking about these gale force winds, I want us to bring, come back to that tree. I looked at that tree, and what amazed me was this. It's trunk. It's literally growing on a rock. Here, let me get you closer. Maybe a little closer. Its root system, this root is about two feet wide, running through the cracks of the rock. Ladies and gentlemen, 
if you allow yourself to step into trials, whatever they may be, and choose to react to our trials with goodness, with gentleness, with forgiveness, with giving and mercy and grace, something happens in you. Something happens deep in you. And you're able to grow in the most adverse situations as a human being. I mean, the Lord was intentional when it said in Genesis 2, now the Lord God planted a garden in in the east, in Eden. He planted and He made all kinds of trees. And they were pleasing to the eye and they were good for food. If God was so intentional in the way He created trees, He was so intentional in the way He created you as a human being and how you can be resilient and how you can face all of life's trials with Him inside of you. And as I noticed this tree, that was the first tree I noticed. And then my eyes were opened to other trees. Notice this tree on the right-hand side. Literally, its root system is running down the rocks. Not in the ground. Because it's looking for the resource. It's maneuvering itself to get the sustenance of water. The living water. Right? Ladies and gentlemen, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. I do have a hard time with that statement. But then I think about Jesus and what the author of Hebrews said. Let us fix our eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith. Who, for the joy set before Him, endured the cross. Consider Him who endured such opposition, faced trials of many kinds, and He faced the most gale-force wind that you could possibly face. So that you, you, will not grow weary and lose heart. I don't know about where you are today. What trials you might be facing. They are the winds in your life that are moving you to strengthen you. So that you, you may not be the tallest, but I can tell you what. If you approach it in the godly way, you will be strong. You will be strong. And that faith will produce perseverance. Would you just stand and bow your heads with me for just one moment? It's a little longer than I expected, I'm sorry. Just bow your heads for just one moment. Heavenly Father, we come to you today. And Lord, you know us so intimately. You know us so deeply. You know those things that we hide, those things that are on the inside that, that maybe not even our spouses know 
Our moms or dads know. Our best friends know. You know the trials that we're facing today, right now. God, my hope and my prayer is that those that are here that are a part of this, this, this Wapak Naz faith family, those that are on the periphery and those that are even in our community that will come to faith, that we, we grow deep in you. That our faith isn't just some, something that we, we put on a name tag once every week, but it, it is something that we latch on to. That you, our God, is who we grasp for. May our roots run so deep. May they even grow in the most adverse situations that we, meet, we may gain the sustenance of Jesus Christ. May our roots run deep in the body of Christ so that all of us that come and gather, whether on Sunday mornings or at life groups, that we may experience the fullness of God through the body. i got to ask if there's anyone here with your heads bowed and you realize today that right now I need to choose differently in my life. I need to choose to give my life to Jesus because in Jesus He can do better with my life than I've been doing. If that's you, I just ask that you raise your hand. It's a simple prayer that I'm just going to ask that you pray. Jesus, I give you my life. As you gave your life, I give you mine. That I may be forgiven of my sins that I may be resurrected, that I may be new. Jesus, I give you my life. If that's you, please raise your hand. Father, we love you, and we praise you, and we thank you so much for this time today. May we go out and be loved people, loving people to you, Jesus Christ. It's in your name that we ask today. Amen. May you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And will you please love your neighbor as yourself. We will see you next week. There is no encounter tonight with Labor Day holiday. You have a wonderful day.